Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Lies can sound a lot like the truth. And Jesus knows that, which is why he says, watch out for false prophets and watch out for wolves that have disguised as sheep. That's what Jesus says. And so... What is Jesus talking about here? He is talking about the kind of person that would maybe be, act like they want what's best for you, act like they're your, they're your best friends and they've got your best interests at heart, when in reality, all they're thinking about is themselves. When in reality, all they care about is them, right? This is the kind of person that has a lot to say in terms of nice words, but not in their actions. Nice words with mean or even hateful actions. So I don't know how much you know about nature. I don't know how much planet Earth you've watched, but sheep and wolves are not generally friends, right? Right, no, they are enemies because they do not hang out together. The only, like, the, the only time that they're together is if a wolf is killing a sheep, right? Which is sad, but that's just kind of the way that it is. They aren't Friends, and that's what Jesus is talking about here. And Jesus says that the kind of person that might be nice on the outside, but on the inside is seeking to only think about themselves, only try and kind of mess you up and don't, doesn't care about you at all. That that kind of person, Jesus says, is like a wolf that is trying to disguise itself as a sheep and then is hiding among the sheep, waiting to kill them, which is pretty intense. And I think that this looks pretty unique for those of you that are in middle school and junior high, which is almost all of you, fourth graders, just about there. But still, I think it applies. Because I think for some of you, some of you have actually encountered somebody like this that you thought you could look up to them, you thought that they respected you, you respected them, you thought it was good, and then all of a sudden, they hurt you. And that stinks, and I'm sorry if that happened to you, because no one deserves that, and that stinks a lot. But I think for a lot of us, it more has to do with the kinds of voices that we listen to and lend into our lives. And for most of you, I would say that it has to do a lot with the computer or like what you listen to or watch. So like people on YouTube or people on TikTok or Twitch or Instagram or Snapchat. And I'm gonna guess most of you aren't on Facebook or Twitter, but those too. Or Google Plus, I don't even know if that exists anymore. You probably don't even know what that is really. Right, it's, it, so, so, so take the, the streamers, the influencers, the, the, the TikTokers that you listen to that, that, that whose, whose words probably weigh more on you than you realize, that in many ways those people are much more concerned about themselves than they are with your interests. Right, like, and they might even do nice things. They might even be helpful. And yet, when push comes to shove, when life gets hard, they are not gonna care about you. They're only going to be thinking about themselves. Right, they're controlled by their own desires. They're only gonna help you if it makes them look good or makes them become more popular. And when those are the kinds of voices that you and I listen to all the time, we find, you'll find that not only do we become more like them, but we start speaking like that, and instead, and we, do, we become less like Jesus. And the funny thing is that Jesus sought to 
help people and serve them in the exact same way, except Jesus was not doing it for his own popularity, for his own good, but because he loved and wanted to serve other people. Now you might say, okay, Tyler, but, but these people are, are actually good, like they're actually kind. And I'll simply point out to you the thing that we've been talking about all semester, which is that Jesus cares about your heart. Jesus cares about your heart. He cares far more about what is underneath than he does with the things that we do. And he also knows that as hard as you and I might try, what we really believe will always end up showing in what we do. And that's what he means when he's talking about the trees and the good fruit and the bad fruit. That kind of sounds weird at first, but that's what Jesus is getting at, right? That a, a tree with unhealthy roots and, and or you know, even poisoned roots is gonna produce unhealthy or even poisoned fruit or no fruit at all. And a tree with good, healthy roots is going to produce good, healthy fruit, right? And it might, and, and this is what Jesus is, is talking about. Our actions flow from what we believe, what you and I are rooted in. And we might be able to like fake it for a while, but it's always gonna end up showing. And, it, and so, so I, I think about this kind of like, um, like a haunted house. Like have you, any of you ever been to like a spook house or anything like that? Or maybe you've even just gone and like watched like a scary movie with your family or something like that. Cause I'll tell you right now, not a haunted house guy, not at all, not at all. But, but I always laugh because it seems like no matter how many times I've gone, there's always people that I'm going, that, that I'm going with that are so confident that they're not gonna get scared, right? Like they're just like, I'm not scared of nothing. Like I'm gonna fight somebody if they try and jump out at me. And you're just like, well, that, that seems aggressive. And like, they're just so confident. They're just like, it's funny that they think that they're gonna be able to scare me. Like I just know that I'm not gonna get scared. Like this is so dumb. Like I'm not even having fun. And then what happens, right? They go to the haunted house and all of a sudden they're like, man, that chainsaw got pretty close to my face. That was kind of scary. But they're like, whatever, I'm, I'm still not scared. And then eventually some little zombie girl jumps out at them when they are not expecting it. And they go from big, tough person to, I just peed my pants a little bit because they were so scared, right? Like all of a sudden it's out the window, right? So they were acting this one way, but they, what, what, actually, what actually happened was, turns out, they weren't tough. They were just putting on a front, and they were terrified, right? And that's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about the trees, right? You don't go up to a thorn bush and expect to find an orange, right? That would be a huge bummer, and if you just, if you reached your hand in there expecting an orange, you're gonna pull your hand out, and your hand is just gonna be in a lot of pain, right? Right? That, that would not be fun, you go up to an orange tree and find oranges. That, that's, that's how it works, right? And so in the same way, someone whose life is not rooted in Jesus, they're not gonna bear the fruit of a life with Jesus. Instead, they're gonna bear the fruit. Their life is gonna show the kinds of things that are gonna be full of a life of somebody who has, has no desire to be with Jesus. So, so they're gonna be rooted in themselves, rooted in their own desires, and instead, and their fruit that they're gonna show is arrogance, the fruit that they're gonna show is emptiness. The fruit that they're gonna show is uh, carelessness. Instead, there's someone who has their life rooted in Jesus, right? They're going to show the kinds of fruit that comes in, from a life that's following Jesus, fruit that Jesus himself showed, right? So someone who is following Jesus is living by the power of the Spirit. They're gonna show what Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit. 
And he, he says this in Galatians chapter five, look up at the screen with me. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? So, so when, we, when our lives are rooted in Jesus, that is what the fruit, that is the fruit that our life produces. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want my life to look like. Like, I don't want my life to be full of just self-centeredness and, and anger or, 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 or arrogance or emptiness. Instead, I, I want more gentleness. I want more peace. I want more self-control, more kindness. And that is what Jesus offers us. So, okay, so you say, well, Tyler, earlier you said that sometimes lies can look like the truth, right? That's what we said at the very beginning of all this, that sometimes lies can look like the truth. So how can I really know what's true? Like, how can I really know who to listen to? How, how do I know who to trust? How do I know when things that I hear and things that I see might kind of sound right? They might even sound like something that Jesus himself has said, but, but I'm just not sure. Like, how do I know what bad fruit and good fruit are supposed to look like when they look so similar sometimes? How do I know? Here's how. You know the lie by knowing the truth. You know what is false by knowing what is true. So in two truths and a lie, if you're playing with your best friend, you know what the lie is because you know your friend. You know what's false because it doesn't match up with what's true. And I recently learned that that is actually a huge part of how they figure out, uh, how they detect counterfeit bills, like fake money, right? So, so people go into these classes and they take all these uh, courses and do all these exercises where they have to figure out like what a real dollar bill or $5 bill, $100 bill, whatever it is, looks like. And then they also learn the different ways that people counterfeit those bills, the different ways that people try and pretend that this not real money is real money, right? But ultimately, they can't figure out every single way because if you've ever looked at like a piece of cash, right? Like you would know that there's a lot of different like intricacies in there and there's little things you can only see when you hold it up to the lie. Like you look at it as and there's just so many different ways that somebody could fake it. And so they could never memorize that super long list of all these different ways that people could make, to, could produce a fake dollar bill. And so instead how they do it is that they know what the real money looks like. And so then that way, if they get a bill that, that they are testing and they have, okay, here's, our, here's my fake bill, here's the real one, and I see on this fake one there's three things here that this one doesn't have, and then there's one thing on here that this one does have, then I know that this is fake because I know that this is the real one. They know what's false because they know what is true. They know what's the lie, what's the counterfeit, because they know which one is real. We know the truth and we test everything against that. And Jesus is that truth. And we know that truth by reading his word. We know that truth by praying to him. And so we can say, okay, this thing that I heard on, that I heard somebody talking about on YouTube, or I heard someone talk about at school, it sure sounds true. And it sounds like it would be the loving thing, or it sounds like something maybe Jesus said. But when I look at the Bible, when I look at what I, what I believe to be true here, it doesn't match up. It, it doesn't work here. And so I'm gonna trust that Jesus knows what he's talking about. 
Or at the very least, we say, that sounds convincing, and, that, and I see that it doesn't match up, but I still gotta wrestle through that, so I'm gonna talk to my D group leader, I'm gonna talk to Christian friends and family, I'm gonna talk to my small group leader, I'm gonna talk to someone that I trust and so that I can figure that out with them to why this thing is false and why what Jesus says is true. And that's why we have the church. That's one of the many gifts of the church. Know the truth. Jesus is the truth. And then he goes on, now talking about what it means to live the truth. Live the truth. And he talks about the kind of person who acted like they knew Jesus, but never really did. This is the person who does all kinds of things that are awesome in the name of Jesus, but really has only ever lived for themselves and done what they thought would make themselves look awesome. And Jesus says, actually, you never really knew me, and I never really knew you. This is a bummer of a passage. This is sad, right? Like this is, this is like a person who goes on some big mountain adventure or something and, and, and is bringing a group of people with them. And then all of a sudden, they realize that they're lost, but they refuse to believe it. They're just like, no, I'm not lost. I know where I'm going. It's okay, we'll keep going this way. And they continue to deny it. They continue to pretend like they are, that they know where they are. And then all of a sudden, they're more lost when they first, than when they first realized it. And now they've hurt themselves and they've hurt others because they had refused to recognize that they didn't actually know where they were, that they weren't actually found. They were lost acting like they knew where they were, acting like they were found, right? And, and we live in a part of the country, the Midwest, the Bible Belt, where it is just a lot of times assumed that, that most people would call themselves Christians simply because of where they live or where they were born, right? But then if you look at their life, if you talk to them, you get to know them, their life shows nothing of Jesus. Their life shows nothing of the kind of transformation that Jesus offers or obedience to Jesus, right? And so, so you are not a Christian because your parents are. You are not a Christian because someone at one point said that you were or you, because you went to church once on Christmas. You're not a Christian because you were born in the Midwest, right? You are only a Christian if you say, Jesus died for me. He rose again so that I could be free and I have declared that he is my Lord and Savior and I am following him with the rest of my life. That's what, it's Jesus that, that, that does that for us. It's not just something that we do or where we were born. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the truth. And when we live in that truth, we find that life is infinitely better than it is when we don't live with the truth. So what does it look like to live with that truth? It looks like you listening to Jesus. It means that you transform, or you let Jesus transform your heart. You deny yourself and you elevate him. You live your life doing everything for his name and not your own name. You live the truth by the things that you do and the things that you say, so you tell people about Jesus. You share the good news of his death and resurrection, and you live knowing that you're not having to earn God's love by the good things that you do. You live knowing that you already have all of his love, and that frees you to live for him, right? Jesus is not saying, you better live a good life starting right now, or I'm gonna take back my love for you and I'm gonna turn you away at heaven. No, Jesus is not saying that. Jesus is saying, I have done great things for you because I love you. Will you trust me 
to live your life for me? Will you allow me to change your heart? That's what it means to live the truth because Jesus is the truth. And we must be with him. We must give him our time. We must give him our thoughts, our energy. And if we don't, we are wasting our time. Because fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grader, he has so much for you if you would just trust him. Because he loves you so much. Jesus is truth. He said it himself in John chapter 14. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in John chapter eight, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Freedom. When we know the truth, when we live the truth, that's what we find. Freedom. And it's free because Jesus paid for it. How about that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the gift of life and truth that he gives us. Father, help us to trust you. Help us to trust that you are truth, that you know the truth. And help us to reject the lies that we see all around us. Father, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.